Got children's church? <laughs> Angela and Bill have children's church. Bill, you got your belt? You ready, buddy? All right. If you're going to children's church, follow Mr. Bill and Miss Angela to my left and to your right. Those of you who are staying in the sanctuary, please turn your Bibles to the book of Matthew. Matthew. Uh, I'm going to tell you all something real quick. Uh, I'm hot. Are y'all are y'all hot? Deborah, I know you hot, aren't you? Now I want to tell you, when I came in, they had the, the the heat down to 68. They just warmed it up in here, and Steve and I cut it off because we know when people come in here and y'all start breathing, y'all hot, y'all y'all Christians, uh, it, it gets hotter. But I'm I'm hot. Hey, let me ask: Were any of y'all cold yesterday? Listen, listen, I was cold yesterday. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I, I listen, I like being cold. Gary, I didn't sweat yesterday. As a matter of fact, Ricky Tyre, I put sweatpants on. I've got a pair. They stay in the drawer, you know, most of the time, but I put, Poppy, I put sweatpants on. I had socks on for a little bit yesterday. Get this. Y'all are not going to believe this, but I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you. If I'm lying, I'm dying. Listen, yesterday... I cut the heat on for a few minutes, just just to knock the you know knock the the cold off because it it was cold, and then Amy came home and she said, "It's cold in here," and she cut the heat back on. That's crazy, Miss Donna. Is that not crazy? It is. How many of y'all turned the heat on yesterday? No, okay. Put put your hand down. Let me ask you: How many of y'all yesterday morning y'all woke up? Y'all said this would be a good day for a pot of chili, and you made a pot of chili yesterday. Anybody else? Anybody else? Soup? I made chili too, Deborah. It was good. It was good. That's what we're having for lunch today too, by the way. I'm just checking. Turn your Bibles to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 26. It's good to be back home, church. Amen? Amen. Now, I, 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 today, something happened last night. What happened last night? Time change. We got an hour. Tracy, we got an hour, right? So this morning, I'm going to preach an extra hour long. You're welcome. I've been gone for two weeks. Saddle up, cowboy and cowgirls. It's time to go. Amen? Amen? Turn your Bibles again with me to Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26, and we're going to start reading in verse 36. We're going to go to the garden this morning, church. Something unusual is happening in the garden. I know this is usually a, an Easter type uh, scripture, but we're going anyway. Amen? Hold on, Brother Kyle, Christmas is coming. That's all right. We can still celebrate. Amen? So Matthew chapter 26, verse 36 says this. Then Jesus came with them to the place called Gethsemane. And he told, his, he told the disciples, this is what he said. Sit here while I go over there and pray. Now, I'm sure, you know, being Jesus who he was and knowing the, 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 the apostles or disciples in times past, they hadn't listened to his instructions very well, right? So he probably did this. He says, I want you to sit here while I go over there. And Scripture doesn't say he said it twice, but Dan, I probably, I, 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 wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't put it past Jesus saying it twice. Verse 37 says this. Taking along Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, 
My soul is swallowed up in sorrow to the point of death. Remain here and stay awake with me. Again, he says, my soul is swallowed up in sorrow to the point of death. Remain here and stay awake with me. Going a little further, he fell face down and prayed, My father, if it is possible, let this cup, and, and I have this in my Bible, I underline, underline this cup, and right beside it, do you all know what that cup represented? Our sin. Our sin. He said, Father, if it is possible, let this cup, let man's sin pass from you. Yet, not as I will, but you will. Verse 40 says, Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. He asked Peter, So, so couldn't you stay awake with me one hour? Stay awake and pray so that you won't enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, the second time, he went away and prayed. My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came back again. And found them sleeping because they could not keep their eyes open. Verse 44. After leaving them, he went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same thing once more. Then he came back to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the time is near. The Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up! Let's go! See, my betrayer is near. Let's pray. Father, again, we come to you this morning, right here at the very beginning of this message. And God, we ask collectively, for you to forgive us of our sins and where we fail you. God, I'm not worthy to stand here in this pulpit and proclaim your word and to preach your message, God, but you, you've chosen me. I wouldn't have chosen me, but you have. You've allowed me over these, these almost 10 years to stand in this pulpit and preach to these wonderful people. And I thank you for that, Lord. I, I can't believe you've allowed it. God, you continue to allow me to stand here. And Lord, I wouldn't continue to allow me to stand here. For I feel as Paul did years ago. I, I'm just a wretch. The closer I get to you, the more I learn, the more I pray, the more I realize how insufficient and how unworthy I am to stand in, this, in your presence. But to stand in your presence amongst this congregation and preach, Lord, I thank you for that opportunity. And Lord, I pray that you would bless the reading of your word, bless this message, that your, your name and your, your will would be known amongst the nations. In Jesus' name I do pray. And all God's children said, Amen. Church this morning... I want to tell you that just about every group, 
Every organization, every political party, and most people have made a statement. And this statement is usually said in such a way that it's a rallying cry for the cause they feel strongly about. A position they fully support with all of their heart. And the battle cry is this. Wake up! Wake up! Have y'all heard that in these you know, past, I don't know, 18 months? Have y'all heard, wake up, you better wake up. You need to wake up, better wake up. I'm telling you, you better wake Have y'all heard that? I'm tired of hearing those two words together. I really didn't like them when I was a teenager living under my dad's authority. I sure don't like them now. But I, after all that we've heard, church, about wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, what is it? that these people want us to wake up for. Well, what is it? I mean, you hear it every single day. You can't turn on any news channel. You can't turn on any channel on TV. You can be watching the Braves game, and you'll see something about it. You need to wake up and do this. You need, I mean, what is it? What is it that people want us to wake up to? Number one, we hear that we need to wake up and support the right political party. Don't we? Boy, you better wake up and support the Republicans. Boy, you better, you better wake up and you, need to, you better support the Democrats. Listen, you better wake up, Republicans and Democrats, and you need to be a, an independent. Well, we hear everybody saying in the political venue that we need to wake up. I want to tell you this. We need to wake up and realize that none of them have our best interest at heart. Amen. None of them. None of them. If they did, they would live by that little piece of paper they all say they support and they take an oath to, and that's the Constitution of the United States of America, that we, the people, need to be supported. Right? But they're looking at us from both sides and say, you need to wake up, you need to wake up. My eyes are open, listen, my eyes are open, baby, and ain't through anything that you've said, but it's what the Word of God says. I'm awake, my eyes are open. But there's something else that we need to, to be awake of, according to these people. Well, we're told that, that we better wake up before we lose all of our freedoms as Americans. Brother Frank, I'm afraid here, brother. Because slowly throughout the last 50 years of my life, and you can add whatever, however age you are in your life, we, we've been stripped of our freedoms slowly but surely don't even realize it we don't even realize it do you realize when you see this good-looking man right here with the same haircut almost that i have right here on the front first second third mr mr poppy you know, do y'all understand that back when he was like in his 20s and 30s he could buy a parcel of land brother frank and he could go out there he could he could go and buy a set of prints he could dig the ground himself he could pour the concrete himself he could lay every board by himself without a permit from the government telling him what he could and couldn't do and they he didn't need their stamp of approval, did you, Poppy? You try and build an outhouse back behind the house today. What are you saying, Brother Kyle? We don't, we're not as free as we think we are. We are controlled and we are wanting to be, we're, we're getting more and more controlled every day. And that's what our government wants to do. They want to control us. They want us to do what they want, how they want, go where they want, say what. Well, listen, I've already told you I've been in jail. You can't say certain things. What happened to the First Amendment? Well, what happened? 
But there's more. Listen, there's, there's, these people want us to wake up to some more. Listen, people who love sports. Anybody here love sports? Anybody? Oh, my God. Anybody love sports, especially pro sports, keep saying, you better wake up and understand that we're tired of hearing about your politics every time we watch a game. We're tired of it. I'm one of those. You know, when I, I, I sit there and I, 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 did anybody watch football yesterday? We, 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 we are given a package on YouTube TV. I'm not, I'm not plugging them, but with Emily. And a little thing kept flashing on the screen, I don't know, about 10, 12 times yesterday while we were watching the game. It says, too many subscribers are on this channel right now. Too many devices are from this you don't know what I did? I just clicked to try again, came right back on. Right? So Emily texts me and she says, are y'all on YouTube TV? And y'all listen, I, honestly, I, I did to my daughter what all my children do to me when I text them. Y'all know what I did? I ignored her until the game was over. I ignored her. Tashonda, you're going to learn. I'm telling you, girl, you listen, your, your day's coming. So after the game, Jesse, I was not, I mean, I, I, I didn't wait much longer, but after the game, I did respond to her question, are you on YouTube TV? And this is my response, all day long. <laughs> all day long. Yeah, I'm good. I mean, I had my thumb positioned, Bob. I was a pro, brother, on that little remote. But listen to me, I love sports, I do, I love sports, but I'm sick and tired of anybody pushing their view down my throat. I, I'm tired of saying, well, listen, this, this, this is the way you, if you believe, if you like pro sports or you like this sport, this is how you ought to believe. No, 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 no. Listen, I, I, I'm getting tired of watching you, but I'm going to believe what the Word of God says. I don't, I, I, I don't care, I don't care what you have to say. They're telling you everything. They're, listen, you can't watch a sports show now without the ACC, the SEC, the HI, whatever abbreviation you pull. This is what you need to do to take care of your health care needs. What? Re re really? I mean, and they don't put an address there because I'd like to send them a letter saying, please shut your mouth. Bro, that's not, that's not very Christian. Okay, well, I wish you would please shut your mouth in Jesus' name. Romans 10, 9, 10, and 11. Proverbs 3, 7. And we'll throw in, we'll throw in uh, 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 Romans 1, 20. Please shut your mouth. We're tired of it. You need to wake up. You need to wake up. Politics and sports. But there's more. Listen, you, you hear people on both sides of the vaccine and mask mandate in public places saying, people need to wake up. People, you need to wake up. You need to do this. You need to take, do that. You need to take this. You need to take that. Listen, you need to put this on. You need to take it off. You need to wake up. I've told you all this before, and I'm going to tell you again about this whole pandemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it. Listen to me and pay close attention. I've had many people ask me, Brother Kyle, is this the mark of the beast? 
Is this, is this vaccine, these vaccines, are they the mark of the beast? Now, there's some people who say, yes, it is. And I look at those people, and I'm like, oh, hold on a second. We're going to talk about them in a minute. Are they the mark of the beast? No, they're not. No. Listen, the Antichrist hasn't even been revealed. Is he alive? I don't know. He might be, but he hasn't even been revealed yet. This is not the mark of the beast. But listen to me. You better pay attention. You need to pay attention to the fact of how easily we can be deceived and pushed to one side, and then we start fighting each other. You need to pay close attention to that. Is this the mark of the beast? No, it's not. Is it the precursor for the mark of the beast? I believe I can absolutely say absolutely. Absolutely. And we as Christians, Christians need to be awake to that. But there's something else. Listen, I'm I'm not even, y'all might want to get ready for an hour. I'm still on the top. Oh, God, let's go. We hear economists in the day that we're living saying, wake up, people, wake up. We cannot handle inflation rising as fast as we've seen it in the last 11 months. The market is going to crash. You better wake up. Y'all heard that? Y'all, I'm afraid, listen. With all the money I have in the stock market, If it were to crash tomorrow, Cameron, I'd be fine. (laughs) Now, some of y'all, 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 I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's legalized gambling, and they don't call it gambling. It's the stock market. It's, it's, It's okay. But they're telling us we need to wake up. Another big crash is coming. And if y'all have money buried in your backyard, please let me know after church. Because I might start burying some money in my backyard too. I've got a friend in a former church. Listen, y'all, this is, this is crazy. He has taken it to the next level. Bob, you know what he's done? He started buying silver. And I'm not talking about silver stocks. The man's buying silver. I, his brother told me, he said, we had to buy a safe so we could put the $30,000 of silver in the, in the safe. And I'm like, if I was your brother and that was my silver, I'd be upset if you told me <laughs> But yeah, preparing, preparing for the stock market. You better wake up. You better wake up, they're saying. Listen, you even hear me. You even hear me from time to time, and some of you might need to listen to it this morning, when the gospel of Jesus Christ is being preached and proclaimed from the pulpit, I tell you, wake up to those who are sleeping in the pews. We're hearing it from everywhere. This morning we hear in our scripture from Jesus himself, Jesus Christ himself, to his closest followers to stay awake, to wake up. And I feel we, are, we, we see their response to Jesus much is the same as those we see in the world today. Church, we are being lulled, lulled into a sleep that we cannot seem to be able to wake ourselves from. Even the church. We are being lulled into a sleep that we can't seem to wake ourselves from. Now, I want want to step back for a second and remind y'all of something I said six years ago when I preached through the book of Revelation. Y'all remember? 
We are being conditioned on a daily basis to accept things that are definitely going to take place during the times of tribulation. We're being lulled to sleep. Even Christians, we're being blinded by the things that are taking place in the world. We're accepting them, promoting them, and loving them. Church, we need to wake up. What do we see in our scripture today? Let's get back to our scripture. I see I told you I was hot. We first see a very simple request asked by Jesus in verses 36 and verse 37. Look at what Jesus said. He said, Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane. And, and he, he told his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. Now, after he said that, he, he took along Peter and the two sons of Zebedee who were James and John. That's exactly That's so good. Uh, he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Deeply distressed. The simple request was made by Jesus was this. Stay awake with me. Stay awake with me. Jesus said this. Jesus said, stay awake with me. Church, we're not talking about some random person asking us a favor. There there have been many times, listen to me, where Amy has stayed up with me because I wasn't ready for bed yet. And I would look over at her and she would be sound asleep. It happened the other night. I wasn't ready for sleep and she didn't want to go to bed without me. Looked over there, stand. And y'all know why I looked over there, don't you? Because I I heard some noise. And it was the dog. It wasn't her. And she was sound asleep. And there have been times when when she couldn't sleep, and I would try to stay up, uh, stay awake with her. You see, listen, neither of us like to go to bed alone. It's a human comfort. We we get into bed, and we talk, and and we'll cuddle, and and she'll tell me how much she loves me, and I don't hear that much during the day, but I'll, you know, I'm I'm just kidding. But I mean, it's it's comfort to pull up next to the one you love and just hold their hand and and just hold them until they go to sleep. Now, usually with Amy, it's about 32.5 seconds. So I get to enjoy that more than she does. But it's a human comfort to feel somebody with you by your side. But listen to me. You would think that after all these men had seen, all that they had been through with Jesus, they would have stayed awake, don't you think? All that they'd been through with him, all that they've seen, Kim, that they would want to stay awake. They'd be more than willing to stay awake. You would think that knowing that Jesus and his, at his request, they would not want to even think about sleeping because something might happen. They might miss out on something big. Jesus asked them, Mr. Holman, Jesus asked them to stay awake. Well, hey, hey something big's coming. Woo, I'd be drink, drinking me a Red Bull or something. I mean, I'd just stay awake, wouldn't you? I don't want to miss anything. Let me ask you a question, church. What are we missing by being in a, a state of spiritual sleepiness? What are are we missing? By being asleep and not being awake. What are we missing? Well, I don't know, Brother Kyle. I, I don't know what I'm missing because I'm asleep. And you never will. We Church, we need to wake up. 
We, we need to wake up. We really do. But church, at his request, at the request of Jesus, Miss Sue, this is what they did. They slept. Even after Jesus came back and found them asleep, he woke them up and asked them again to stay awake. They slept. If I, I want you to see something here really quick, church. It's bad enough that these men kept falling asleep at the request of the Lord Jesus Christ to stay awake. But, but they did so knowing his condition. They knew his condition. Look at verse 38. Verse 38 says this. It says, Then he said to them, being Jesus, My soul is swallowed up in sorrow to the point of death. Remain here. Stay awake with me. Church, Jesus told his closest followers that he felt as if his soul were being swallowed up in sorrow to the point of death. Could you imagine, could you imagine someone telling you this? Someone telling you this, this is how they felt and then you after, then, then after they told you simply ask you to stay awake and to watch with them and you actually fell asleep? Can you imagine as I read this scripture, church, I went back to, to the hospital when my dad was laying in that, that hospital bed. And he'd been, un, been unconscious for eight hours, and the doctors already had told us that he had blood clotting, and you know, they, there was nothing they could do. Uh, they, if, if they kept him alive, he would have to be, and it would be a terrible condition for the rest of his life. And Y'all know what we did after the doctors told us there's nothing we could do? My sister and I said, well, hey, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's 8 o'clock. You know, Doc, I appreciate you, you telling me this. And, you know, you're a good man. Thank you for doing everything you could do. And I looked at my sister and I said, you know, we hadn't had anything to eat yet. Let's, let's, let's go get something to eat. Let's go to the steakhouse. We've been, you know, dad, you know, he's going to die. Let him die. Is that what we did? You know what we did? We went back in the room after the consultation with the doctor and we held hands with my dad, my sister and I. And we took pictures with our hands in our dad's hand. And I would encourage you to do that. That's, that's special. And we talked to him. He couldn't hear us. He didn't respond. But psychologists will tell you, doctors will tell you that they can hear you. There was at some point I, I reached over and I looked at my dad. He, he, he wasn't awake. And I told him what I really wanted to tell him. See, we were polar opposites. I said, Dad, I wish we could have been closer. I wish we could have been better friends. Dad didn't say a word. But as soon as I got those words out of my mouth, I looked over at my dad and and tears were rolling down his face for the first time that day. Church, Jesus wanted them to stay there and be with him. To know they were near. He knew how close it was to, to the cross. They didn't, but he knew. 
And he wanted the comfort. He wanted to feel their presence, to know that they were there with him. Listen to the explanation that John Phillips gives for Jesus asking his inner circle, his closest followers, to do for him. Philip says, he charged these three disciples, tarry here and watch with me. Jesus was confi- had, had confided in three of his dearest friends that, that my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even unto death. The thought that, that is that Jesus was crushed with anguish. Jesus was, Jesus was not asking much of these men. But it was all that they could really do for him at this moment. There was nothing else they could do but just be with him. And that was Jesus' request. Be with me and stay awake. The human side of Jesus, church, longed for the comfort of knowing at least these three, were, were these few, who cared enough about him to watch. Jesus did not want to be alone. Did you get that? Jesus, the Son of God. The Son of God who knows every hair that's on our head or not on our head. He knew everything, knows everybody. He knew you in your mother's womb. The Son of the living God, church, did not want to be alone. And even though those men were present physically, they were gone while they slept. And Jesus was alone. Do you care enough to stay awake? Do you care enough? Listen, we're we're talking about the inner circle. Peter, James, and John, they were sleeping, Carrie. After he'd asked them three times, they still wouldn't wake up. Do you care enough to stay awake? Hey, hey, listen, it, it gets even better. Understand here, church, these men were not just asked by Jesus to stay awake and to watch and pray. They were not just aware of his mental and spiritual condition. They heard heard Jesus say, listen, I'm sorrowful unto death. They knew his spiritual and his his mental condition. They uh, They watched him, church, go and pray. Look at verse 39. They physically watched him go and pray. It says, going a little further, he fell down and prayed, My father, if it is possible, let this cup, which this cup was what? Our sin. That means it was their sin too. He said, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Church, I believe that before these men fell into their sleep, they saw Jesus praying. They saw him. And our scripture gives us an indication of the length of, I mean, it seems like, well, he's just praying this little insignificant prayer and then he's coming back. I mean, he's, how, how can they fall asleep so quick? Well, no, our scripture this morning tells us at one point he went and prayed for how long? An hour. And, and then they came back and they were asleep. They saw his anguish. They saw it. And they still fell asleep. They were still lulled to sleep by the things of this world. Now, there's something else that we need to understand here this morning, church. Do you know that this event 
This very event that we're talking about is recorded in all four Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all record this. Did you know that the gospel writer Luke, or as we know him as Dr. Luke, records something that the other gospel writers do not? Look with me real quick in Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22, verse 43. Luke twenty-two forty-three. Now remember, Jesus had to ask them, they saw the anguish and sorrow in his, in his, in his voice and in his face. Brother John, they had seen him go and pray. They could see and hear him praying before they fell asleep. But there's something else. Luke 22, verse 43 says this. Then an angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. Being in anguish, he prayed more fervently. And his sweat became like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he got up from, his, from prayer and came to the disciples, he found them sleeping, exhausted from their grief. Why are you sleeping? He asked them. Get up and pray so that you won't enter temptation. Church, when we line all four gospel accounts side by side, we're not sure if these sweat drops of blood were present the first time Jesus woke them up, the second time he woke them up, or when he came back the third time and woke them up. But can, can you just think for a second? Can you imagine with me that after seeing this, after the first prayer, they see the sweat drops of blood. The second prayer, they see the sweat drops of blood. I, I can't imagine that these men who profess to love Jesus so much, these men who were the closest people on earth to the Savior of the world, would see this blood and fall back asleep. Can you? Can you imagine What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as... How do you know that? How do you know that song? Well, why does it tug at your heartstrings? Well, why do you feel tears in your eyes when you, when you sing that along with the Lord and say, it's because you've experienced the blood of Jesus. And yet you still fall asleep. You still fall asleep. You're not awake. Can I tell you what one, what, what the greatest danger of being asleep is in the day in this scripture as well as the day that we're currently living? When you're asleep, you're going to miss something. You're going to miss something. You're going to miss it. And most of the time when you miss it, you can't get it back. Y'all, I've got a granddaughter. Her name is Winnie Kate. And I'm never in my life, in all my life, ever seen anybody, anybody who fights sleep 
the way that child does. And she's four now. But it didn't start when she was four. Hey, listen, we went on a trip years ago, and we wanted, you know, Emily and, and Will to, you know, y'all go out, we'll watch, we'll watch her. She'll be asleep by 7 o'clock. You remember that night? She was one. She wasn't even crawling, yet she would not go to sleep. And every time she felt like she was going to sleep, she'd wake up and she'd just start screaming. And we hadn't done anything but loved her. She was just afraid she was going to miss something. She, Cynthia, she didn't want to miss anything. And I don't know what she thought she was going to miss, but she didn't want to miss anything. As I thought about this scripture and I thought about waking up, listen, that's how we need to be as Christians. I don't want to fall asleep spiritually because I don't want to miss something. Something's coming. You can feel it in the air, the way Phil Collins used to say. You can feel it in the air. Something's coming. And Stan, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. Can I tell you that we as Christians in America today, if we are not asleep, we sure act like we are. If we're not asleep, we sure act like we are. Do you not understand what the Word of God says to us as believers? The task that we have been given to tell the whole world about the love of God and the days that we are now living. We even have a written record of what the Word of God, what the world was going to be like in the times of the rapture of Christ's return when He comes to return for the church that was written over 2,000 years ago that is precise and dead on accurate and yet we are sleeping behind the wheel while the blood of Christ is still on the cross for every man who will come to him today we heard just a few weeks ago as I preached that the times of Christ's return for his church will be much like the days of Sodom and Gomorrah and we asked Lord God how much more worse is it going to get how, how much more worse is it going to get? Flip with me real quick, just back two chapters, Matthew 24. Matthew chapter 24, verse 3 says this. While he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the apostles approached him privately and said, Tell us when all these things will happen. What is the sign of your coming in the end of the age? Now understand, I'm not saying this. Emily, Jacob, this is, this is 2,000 years old. 2,000 years old. Jesus replied to them, Watch out that no one deceives you. We can tire anybody in this world trying to deceive us today? Anybody? Y'all flip through the channels and y'all look at some of these preachers. These Jack, Amy's granddaddy would call them jackleg preachers. What they're preaching on TV. Anybody trying to deceive you? He says this. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Messiah... And they will deceive many. There's a guy somewhere over in, in the Ukraine right now that's saying that he's Jesus. 
and hordes of people are following him. Y'all believe that? It's happening. Listen, verse 6, it says, you're going to hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not alarmed because these things must take place. But the end is not near yet. I don't watch the news. Can't. Not allowed to, Stan. But I see news blurbs all over, you know, social media. You just about, yeah, there's, there's war just about to take place everywhere. Everywhere. Y'all, y'all seen what's happened in Israel, Australia, England? Y'all seen the protests? Y'all seen them? Coming to America. But he didn't stop there. He said, don't be alarmed because these things must take place, but the end is not yet. Verse 7 says, for nation shall rise against nation. Have y'all ever in your life seen America so riled up against each other? <clears throat> I, I, I heard something this past week on a, a, a podcast. Do y'all know how many veterans we have in America? There's like 17 million veterans in America. They love America. Love America. You, You see, what they had to do, these 17 million or more or less, had to do, Stan, you remember you had to... Hold your hand over your heart and pledge allegiance to the flag, and you had to play. Uh, you, you had to say a pledge to 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 defend this country from those who are both foreign and domestic. Y'all know how many current military we have right now. You think it outweighs the number of veterans? I saw this too. Do you know in America, Americans, Americans have more guns than the United States military, the Russian military, the Chinese military. I mean, it went on and on. We Americans have more guns than anybody else combined. And this is what this podcaster said. He said this, you politicians need to be very, you need to be very careful Because these people who pledge their life to defend this country and the Constitution of the United States of America are only going to be pushed too far. You think you have control of it, but when you awake 17 million Americans who love this country that you've pushed too far, you don't know what the giant that's going to to wake up. Churches, we look at Matthew 24, 3 through 8, and we realize that all this stuff that I just read, Jesus said, he told him, he says, listen, I'll, I'll understand, this stuff's, you know, this is what's going to happen. 
Remember their question? Their question was this. It says, it says, while they were sitting on the top of the Mount of Olives, the disciples approached him privately and said, tell us when all these things will happen and what will the sign of your coming and the end of the age be? Did, did y'all notice everything that I just read right there and all that you read throughout Matthew, Matthew chapter 24? It's, it's, it's happening. It's happening. Well, oh, Brother Kyle, what are you saying? You need to wake up. You've been commissioned. You've been called. You have a job. God has put you where you are, wherever you are, for the reason to glorify his name and to make him known. You need to wake up because it's all happening right now. Well, Brother Kyle, what do you mean? It's time. It's not going to be much longer. You don't know when Jesus is coming. You're right, and neither do you. We need to wake up. He gave us these signs 2,000 years ago that we might be informed. And listen, most people, they don't even care. They're they're asleep. Well, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen in my lifetime. Yeah, it, it just might. Church, it's past time for us to start doing and being what Jesus has called us to be. My question to you, to all of us this morning, is this. Are you awake or are you still sleeping? Are you awake or are you still sleeping? Will you be spiritually asleep when Jesus comes for the church? You do know, listen to this, Miss Destiny, you're going to like this. You do know that our command for, for his return is the same as the night in the garden to his inner circle, right? It's the same He told them that very night, and he's told us, the church today, right now, to be watching, not to be sleeping. Are you awake? Let's all stand, heads bowed and eyes closed. Father, I pray that you would be with us during this time of invitation. You would move on hearts in a way that only you can, Lord God. Help us, Lord, to wake from our slumber and to be fully, fully accountable to you. Lord, it's time. In Jesus' name, I do pray. With all heads bowed and all eyes closed, you need to come. If you're here this morning and you need to accept Christ as your personal Savior, you know you don't, you know you've never made a decision for him and you need to. Let the day be the day of your salvation. Will you come? And let me show you what the Word of God says every person has to do to be born again. Will you come? You might want to, be, you might want to come and just pray for somebody that you know is asleep. They've been lulled asleep by this world. And they need to come back to Jesus. You might want to come pray for them. This is your time. Will you come? The altar's open for you.